Where did those colors come from? Uh, Everybody this... thinks I do drugs. I don't do drugs. I swear to God, I don't do drugs. It's just that I, I like I said, I'm a polite rebel. I like believing that okay, if yeah. there's an apple, why does it have to be red? Why can't it be like blue? And I like cutting through the idea of. something existing in its normal space because everybody is so comfortable with it being that way right so i like right. sort of you know disrupting people with that and that's designer and visual artist mehak malhotra our guest for this week who is also the founder and ceo of giggling monkey studios in the clip that you just listened to she's describing why she uses bright fluorescent colors in her work her work is bold colorful and vibrant which in many ways is almost a direct representation of her personality. She is challenging the status quo every single day and establishing her own path in her field. In essence, she is changing the game. And mind you, she's getting a lot of attention and awards for this very thing. This was such a fun and inspiring episode for me to record, which is topped off with a lot of giggles. So without further ado, on being a game-changing visual artist doing it yourself and the journey of a young woman entrepreneur with our guest for today Mehak Malhotra this is millennial musings with Anurag thank you for tuning in Mehak thank you so much for joining millennial musings i am so excited you have absolutely no idea uh just for the <laughs> listeners uh, i just have to say that i'm at Mehak's place which is like completely turned into i would say the best apartment i've ever seen in my life Whoa. it's it's everything that mehak is right <laughs> it's it's vibrant it's got all these beautiful colors it's got so many art pieces it almost feels like everything mag that is in this place is kind of like a reflection and representation of you wow that that feels very special like but <laughs> but how, what 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 goes through your mind when you're trying to make a place your own i would like to like i would like to be comfortable in a place for example if i have to like sort of sit down and work i want to be around a place where i can just like breathe and feel inspired mm. so i think that's the reason why I, in my dad's words he would get a heart attack if he would come enter my room when i would decorate <laughs> it so it's like a curated mess <laughs> i i don't think I would say that <laughs> uh, because my dad's in the army, so everything's a mess, which is not black and white. <laughs> there you go. Uh, but you know, when you enter, like in in this building, there was this one yellow door, <laughs> and you see that yellow door, and you know this is Mag's, you know, studio. Like, this has to be the place. I, I think I think that also like speaks volumes about who you are as a person, and mm. as well as your art as well. Once you see it, you can't forget it. It's it's for the Zomato and Swiggy people. <laughs> Mostly, <laughs> so like when I order food at two o'clock at night, and they just they like, अच्छा भैया third floor के yellow door पे. And then they find you almost directly <laughs> after that. Exactly. <laughs> awesome. Uh, so Meg, let's let's take it all the way back, mm-hmm. shall we? So, yes. uh, you are uh, brand new uh, in 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 Mumbai. You're like this this young student that's trying to find her space, uh-huh. trying to understand who she is, and know what she wants to do. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, what's the process that you went through in discovering yourself and knowing who you are as a person as an artist as somebody that is is essentially changing the game in this in this field that you've chosen for yourself? I used to play football so <laughs> maybe <laughs> that goes back there. <laughs> But essentially I feel like it all started off 
when I was I, like my all my all everybody in my family is creatively inclined for sure, but they never really took it up in careers. So I saw my mom doing glass paintings. I saw my dad doing portraits of me and my sister when he was posted away from us. I saw my grandmother collecting collages, and her house is what inspired me to do something the way that I like my <laughs> house basically. So my nanny's house has got like these small things which gather dust every time, <laughs> and they're like, oh, dusting करने की ज़रूरत है बहुत दूर हो गई है. But like it's it's those little things that make her house so special, and it just takes me back to that. And I think that's a reflection of what I want to do with my, I don't know, emotional. intelligence yeah i think yeah and um, it goes back to that but essentially when i was younger i used to draw on the walls and get beaten up for it oh no <laughs> like i think yeah most most people who are artists <laughs> go through that phase right or like right. most kids actually just generally destructive ones <laughs> <laughs> creatively destructive so, creatively destructive yeah so i used to like draw so my mom and my grandma my dad was away in kashmir and srinagar and all those places so initial few years were with my grandparents in dehradun and that's when i used to every sunday we used to get a paper where kids used to submit drawings mm. and my grandma used to take clippings of that and she made this entire scrapbook for me wow where i would see like so many kids doing this and i would just be like wow if they can like you know do this and i just have so many of these you know drawings i should just send it i used to see the show called mad on pogo i Pogo, remember that i remember and i remember that. the address was po box andheri west <laughs> and i was like oh andheri must be really dark <laughs> when i was a kid and i sent all my drawings to this person job and i was just like wow one day they're going to like show it on the show but i think they shut the show down or yeah. something like that but uh, i mean like it, it that didn't stop me from doing what i did and my grandma nani essentially gave me uh, like tools of mass creation on all of my birthdays and i remember getting like sketch pens and big drawing pencils yeah, yeah those click pencils and sketch pens and um, those crayons with fragrance in them what were they called mr clean i used to now get you're, those now we're going way down nostalgically right <laughs> i now. love the khushboo of that and you know i used to collect those things and with erasers those scented ones that look like pineapples <laughs> or something So I think that's what pushed me to sort of keep creating what I do and that was essentially the start of what I did and I think when I was in 11th grade I told my parents I was like I'm more creatively inclined so I don't want to go to college and they were like but you need a degree yeah and I was like okay but which colleges would teach me these things and they were like we will research and they researched and they found the college that I went to and Unfortunately I didn't like it at oh. all. <laughs> I hated my college but then uh, because of the city like I was in Bombay I came here in 2014 13 14 I don't know can't remember <laughs> now. <laughs> but like I I convocated last year it was a four year course. Okay. So it was 2000 So 2013 is when you came. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no that's totally fine. Um I was never good at maths. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, fun fact my family's lineage goes back goes back to Totermal oh. the finance minister for Akbar yeah and i was the black sheep who was bad at maths <laughs> from the beginning and uh, yeah so i i essentially started drawing and started exploring the idea of expression through art mm-hmm. and more than art in design like what makes people buy things why do i go to a store and buy stickers right and why do i go to a sto- store and buy 
a ketchup a certain kind of ketchup yeah. or like jam i think that's what sort of intrigued this idea of design and art and it's not just very technically designed all of my work if you see really um sort of is a balance between emotion and function which mm. means art and design as well and yeah it started because i wouldn't stop drawing on the walls <laughs> <laughs> it's it's so interesting that that journey like that began from your walls has taken you all the way here now i paint walls home. for a living <laughs> now, now as one part of your living yeah. because you're doing so many things um let's talk about college a little bit uh-huh, right like uh-huh. um i i think i think many most individuals at, at least millennials uh-huh. because this show is targeted to millennials mm-hmm. i think a lot of us have either one of two experiences mm-hmm. right some people love college and they find that either the structure of it or lack mm. thereof gives uh-huh. them the wings to fly uh-huh. um because some people clearly thrive under structures right yeah. uh whereas others find that structure fairly limiting mm-hmm. um and 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 f- gathering from what you said about you not having enjoyed your college as much as <laughs> <laughs> um perhaps maybe i did <laughs> Uh, did you did you uh, find college <laughs> maybe you had like better uh, groups of friends oh, to no. chill with <laughs> uh, but but did you feel that college was limiting for your creativity and um or 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 what what was it about the structure of a of of a college setting that you felt that you couldn't you, you couldn't be yourself or thrive in the way that you initially wanted to so uh, interestingly i was invited to a panel about quality education last mm. week and i said the same thing there i said that for improving the quality of education you need teachers who are passionate about what they teach right. and they need to know what they're talking about instead of them talking about oh jab main college mein thi tab aisa hota tha <laughs> like i don't want to listen to that right. i mean that could be a part of the thing that you're teaching me but in a class of 3 hours i would like to learn what the software is about or what mm. is the theory about so in the first year of college i was essentially in the foundation year where fine art was something that everybody was pressing on and i didn't like that so much because fine art is so structured and mm. the idea of drawing something the way it is sort of put me in a place where i was like oh maybe i'm not an artist maybe i'm not made for this i'm not cut out for this and that's why in my second year of college i started doing freelance projects and exploring styling as an expression because uh, clearly fine art was not my uh, or not up my alley so yeah. And then I just I working with like different people, and I realized that while I'm putting so much of, you know, of my own time into this, why don't I just see where this goes as a professional thing? So that's why I registered Giggling Monkey Studio. I messed up. I filed the wrong forms because no one would do it for me. Right. They were like, "Tum na bissal ki ho, to tum eighteen." I started eighteen, wow. okay, and then they would just decline all requests of me applying for a sole proprietorship because. like no one took me seriously they would be like oh it's a phase you just want to do it because you feel rebellious mm. so i was like no like this is what i want to do and that's why the first time i filed my income tax return on my personal account yeah. my dad was like you have to pay tax and i was like that's the reason why i have been saying that i need like a sole proprietorship where i can get the gst and everything sorted right. so you're like cool we'll do it now and let's actually pause on that because uh, i think that's such an interesting thing you're like 18 <laughs> maybe 19, uh, 19 trying yeah, to 18 and a half yeah so trying to figure out i mean it's kind of forward thinking don't you think like you know <laughs> um most 18 year olds i'm 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 imagining even myself 
um it's not one of the first things that goes through your head right like yeah. i mean in, in terms of like well you're thinking ahead is what i'm trying to say um you're thinking about like establishing your entity you're thinking about mm-hmm. being independent you're thinking about stepping outside class and doing things that interest you in ways that you know you found your college to be limiting yeah, yeah. um how how did that come about like what what kind of even though you weren't taken seriously what kind of research were you doing that allowed you to realize that this is something that you could do yeah. was there a mentor uh-huh. or what, do, what like i just don't even know how one goes about doing that at 18 years old i was bored <laughs> of like everything that everyone was talking about it didn't yeah. interest me like the things that people my age spoke about and the kind of topics they were interested in didn't interest me a lot at that time i don't know what that says about me as a person <laughs> but uh, the thing is that i grew up seeing the fact that as a woman in this world you need to be financially independent so that you can have power over things mm. and that's when i realized that i want to be that woman like the song billy joel wrote about <laughs> that woman i want to be that woman when i grow up <laughs> and Absolutely. i was yeah. just like that's what i want to do and my mom told me that the first thing to do is to earn your own money and i think that's something that sort of hit me and i realized that cool my dad's giving me 5000 rupees every month mm. but what if i just want to earn more and like you know have more money and i was like oh i can make it on the side i'll hustle right. and that's when i learned how to travel in the local trains yes and stand at dadar station with gorav gupta gowns <laughs> and feel like i was going to get murdered oh my god and <laughs> it was it's a, it's a different part of your <laughs> it life it was just yeah. like yeah it was like this struggler phase and i, I wouldn't say i've stopped struggling I, i'm still struggling to yeah. get my invoices cleared and everything <laughs> but the idea of you understanding that you're just a part of a place like bombay where everything is so everything you know yeah. like it's just so many things together i think that's the best way to describe yeah, bombay isn't it it's right. like it's everything yeah. in all directions you at all like, times yeah <laughs> it's 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 like you probably are one raindrop in that monsoon season that mm. everybody would notice is like kitni sari barish ho gayi hai so like you just like one raindrop dude yeah. in bombay so i realized that you have to not take things personally mm. that internship taught me that that you know if somebody tells you that you're failing at something don't take it personally learn from it and um i think that is something that pushed me to realize that okay first so my ego was hurt i was like yeah. how can someone say that to me <laughs> i'm never going to work with anyone yeah. and then i realized that if i don't want to work with anyone i need to start my own company and yeah. i was like okay i googled okay how do you start a company <laughs> and like like at that age people are googling how do you fall in love yeah. how do you know you're in love <laughs> and i was like how do you open a company and then i realized wow. that there's so many different sorry aspects to it like yeah. sole proprietorship there's partnership there's llp there is uh, so many so i was like okay what do i want to do i want to be somebody who is like a mother to a company and i don't mm. want to share it with anybody because i don't know if i trust someone that much at that age and i was like okay sole proprietorship sounds fun let's register <laughs> it and i messed up a few forms but yeah. then i got like my udyoga aadhar and my msme certificate and my gst certificate and i was like okay these are the things i require and i felt especially proud of that because the money that i invest in registering this company mm. it was 11000 in 2014 yeah but and it was all earned because i had hustled and saved that right, money up right. so i felt really great about it and i told my dad that i have a company now and my dad was just like what <laughs> 
my little girl is doing such <laughs> amazing things yeah he was like we are in the service sector we yeah. don't understand anything he said how are you going to run this thing i was like i don't know i'll learn on the go i'll mess up so i think the thing where i was brave enough to do this was because i was in my college and i was still running a company and i could understand the you know idea of you know messing up mm. and still being in college and applying for you know placements yeah. for example i'd be like right. it's okay if it doesn't work out you also have, have this other the opportunity yeah. so and touch would it just like sort of blew up and mm. everybody knew who gigging monkey was and yeah. what the studio was and more than anything else people saw that okay this is a young girl trying to start a company and trying to find a voice in the startup Yeah, it is a startup. Yeah, yeah very much and so. And startup is a very negative word for some reason because I, I, I feel think, like 99 the tech sector yeah. has taken <laughs> taken it over, but yeah. ultimately if you break it down into like those yeah. two words, right? Start up. Start up. You as an 18-year-old started <laughs> up your own company and your own yeah. entity. So that was quite fun. It was it was a lot of learning, it was a lot of messing up, it mm. was a lot of owning up to your mess. And it was a lot of uh, it was just fun. It was fun. Yeah, it was It was more than anything else an 18 year could experience at that right, age because right. I was just like okay I have my own company I'm the CEO yeah. at the age of 18 or yeah. something and I asked my friend is it okay to use this term he's like yeah you run a company you can use <laughs> it I was like cool CEO then yeah, yeah. what what did it make you feel to be able to like kind of have your own entity mm-hmm. you know like when 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 somebody has ownership over something and there's nobody that can tell you what to do mm-hmm. when to do and how to do it uh-huh. <laughs> it's a special feeling right special and and feeling. what what did you feel back then i felt like okay uh now you can't join the job because people will think that your company is not good enough oh <laughs> so that was like okay now you can't afford to mess up because it's so kind people, of putting like pressure on yourself yeah so i was like my own family like parents i was like you can't mess up now because people know that you run a company if you apply for a job they'll understand that your company is messing up so you were the mom the dad the yeah. uncle the auntie all whispering in I your i was that yeah. auntie in the pink chunni that yeah, like yeah. uski beti to ye kar rahi hai so <laughs> <laughs> i was that girl yeah. all of these things in my head but i think essentially what pushed me was that i realized that i was not somebody who was great at networking mm mm-hmm. uh because the idea of networking was to just give your business card to someone and be like oh i do this you should get in touch with me i was great at making friends mm-hmm. and that's something that i would i realized and i was like okay cool why should i just give my card away i don't even have a card yeah i'd be like you know my name is so and so and i like this music what music do you like right and like you know just have a conversation because i feel like that art of conversation is dying down because yeah. of so much of like hashtag and all of that and culture. the structure right like yeah. ultimately that's what it is exactly like you sh- i don't see people being able to hold a conversation more than like say 15 seconds mm. and that worries me like I'm because it's become you... transactional yeah and it like, seems like it's like you meet somebody and then the time you're investing has to yield yeah. some kind of either monetary benefit or yeah. like some other kind of like as tangible a, something yeah. tangible and as a say i would give you a recent example when i was 19 and mm-hmm. i was just like So people were mistaking my kindness and my niceness for flirting. Mm. So being a girl at being that age this, yeah. and like talking to people about my company and what I do, people thought that oh I was trying to like, you know, hit on them or something. Uh. So I understood the structure of how people think about 
women or like girls essentially because I think I was a girl back then woman is a very <laughs> grown up term that I still yeah. don't think I've owned up to yet but maybe soon in the next one year <laughs> <laughs> but essentially like yeah you know like a girl who's trying to talk about something that she's so passionate about but the other person doesn't understand so they were just like a little confused at why is she like you know so happy about it and why mm. is she smiling so much so I understood that okay I need to have my own reservations I need to have my own uh, boundaries build a, build a few walls yeah, yeah. build a few walls and yeah. I grew up being a person where people taught me to express what I felt mm. and I think that that's very visible with my work like yeah. I just I don't think twice about putting something out there right. or like because all my work is so it is expressive it's, it's expressive like yeah. what I feel I put it out there and, yeah. and you would be able to identify at what point of time in my life I'm feeling happy or sad or like you know overwhelmed or scared of something by just seeing the work that I create right. so it just goes back to that entire thing and uh, yeah I mean it was just like it but, was but like how are you navigating those spaces though you know what uh-huh. I mean in terms of like again uh, you mentioned that you were learning on the go uh-huh. but learning on the go is also like it's a daunting task it is especially when you w- the, the field that you work in um, it's where you don't essentially have role models to look up to in your own industry yeah. at that time because I didn't know if this thing existed right what, what did you ask what, what did you talk to <laughs> I just I I I didn't ask a lot of people because I was so scared that they would not understand where I'm coming from mm. instead of it being there's this person his name is Avinash Jaising mm. we just recently connected last year and I spoke to him when I was in 11th grade I was like what does it feel like to be a graphic designer in a country like India yeah. and he told me don't do it oh, wow. <laughs> he was like mat karo it's not worth it right. and I was like okay I mean like but then I still did it I was like yeah, yeah, <laughs> I yeah. like it and then I connected with him and I went back to my Behance and I was like this is the same person I spoke to 7 years back That's incredible. I sent him a screenshot and I was like do you remember this and I wanted to connect to somebody who would help me learn typefaces because mm. I was inclined towards type and typography back then this was 11th 12th standard yeah. and uh, he said he'll connect me to someone and he connected me to somebody that time and I my doubts were cleared and it was just i think it i knew i i, I was able to identify who do i need to speak to you know mm. i think that is something that we all as people innately understand but we don't do it very actively like we need to understand that some things are like right decisions yeah, yeah, but we yeah. don't do it because like oh like what will the other person think, think yeah. yeah so I, I don't think I have that wall mm. where people that are like that inhibition wasn't <laughs> something that was holding you back so yeah. I was just like let me just ask maximum that person won't reply yeah. won't tell me yeah. and I've just been asking people like you know you're doing this how do you do this and mm. that person would not want to tell me they would just like say something else about it but uh now I've been able to like I can identify BS <laughs> easily it's been like five years of talking to people who would either like you know make me feel like am I I'm too young yeah. or I'm just like too passionate about something that I shouldn't be so passionate about but um, but obviously yeah. when you were starting off right like I'm, I'm, I'm hearing that so I mean I'm so interested about the journey uh-huh. and the challenge and everything uh-huh. like that. But there, there, were, there would have been so many naysayers, right? Like, because <laughs> I'm sure there were, like, family members who said you're not focusing enough on school. Yeah. I'm sure uh, there, were, there, there, there were people in your industry even that, like, like certain individuals that you just mentioned mm-hmm. who said that maybe this field is not for you. Maybe yeah. it's too male-dominated. Maybe it doesn't exist. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't exist. It doesn't exist. Yeah. And so, yeah. so what, what kept you 
like what what kept you going at uh-huh. all these instances uh-huh. because most people falter at the moment that yeah. somebody says no yeah so i think the thing avinash told me was that you know it's it's something that's he said i don't know if you'll feel happy is what mm. he said you know and he said it's it's very it's something where you need to work at a job and gain experience and i was just like i don't know if jobs is something a job is something that i'm tailored to be in mm. like <clears throat> sorry essentially i don't feel like i fit into a job position for anything and i i've been feeling that <laughs> forever <laughs> so i was like okay there's there's no job that exists for me why don't i create one for myself amazing and yeah. uh, that's when i started to realize this but the thing is that i've heard because of the family that i'm coming from where everybody is either in the army or like a teacher nobody saw this and everybody was so you fear the unknown mm. that was something that i sort of heard in a horror movie <laughs> but it essentially applies to real life where yeah. you don't know that if something is going to work out or not till you see someone actually doing it right then i took it upon myself that i'm going to do it and let's see where it goes and if it goes well then people my age might want to be a part of something like this and i might be able to start like a shift in ideas a shift in ideology from people wanting to do jobs to doing creative jobs to doing yeah. creative entrepreneurial jobs yeah. because i don't know if i pronounced that right because no, that's no, a very did, complex word well. well. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah like it just pushed me to do this because i felt like if nobody has done this before let me just try mm. you know what will happen i'll fail i will shift back home i'll you know i'll figure something out but i just felt like i need to do this so that i don't grow up to be a regretful adult mm. where i'm like i wish i did this when i was younger So I was like, I'm gonna do everything that I wished for in terms of my career, and it's like I realized that I need to essentially nurture my own self in this career. Yeah. Like, it's not something that I saw very common, and I saw a lot of people doing graphic design, but they were so hardcore graphic designers that right. they would follow all the you the know Bauhaus it, yeah. rules and like you know font and. Kerning and serifs and everything, and I was like, I don't know if I can remember all of this. So I was like, why should I remember? Like I know that this exists. Yeah. But if something looks right, it feels right. Then it works. Mm. It was just that entire feeling of something just looking and feeling right. Like if five people look at the same thing and they're like, okay, this makes me feel like home. Mm. I was like, okay, that's something that I have not not heard from like a design. Yeah. perspective before i've heard people say that about art right and uh, i was like cool let me just experiment experiment and experience this entire thing where it just goes on to believe that i don't know i was like uh, i said this in a article that someone wrote i'm a polite rebel mm. like <laughs> polite rebel wow. so i i i don't like end up hitting people or like yelling what my opinions but i would right. just like to be like What you're saying is okay, but this is what I feel, and yeah. you know something like that. I was good at debates and cooks. Right, 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 right. <laughs> so that sort of. <laughs> but like, it's it's like you're making yeah. the person that you're debating feel good about themselves while yeah. you're getting your points. Yeah. Across. So I think that that stems from the entire idea of being not making anyone feel bad about themselves. Mm. I think that was something that I started with. I said, okay, if I'm doing this, I need to understand that I can't hurt people on the way to reach where I am. I see. first my family because they are the people who stick around yeah and then my first friend circle second friend circle and so on like acquaintances it's mm. like it's like this uh 
hierarchy of people that you know you meet and you interact with i the only rule that i have and i will continue having is that be nice mm. you know say thank you ask questions in a way where it doesn't feel like you're intruding yeah i feel like yeah. that's something that i follow and um, have been following so far and it's been successful because i don't first i don't want to be somebody who just would probably call you up and be like hey uh, so i need uh, someone's number can you just mm. give it to me i just don't want to do that like i don't think i'm That's that not your person style. Yeah, right yeah i think i'm a person who values friendships mm. over anything else so like if this friendship does help me in something that's great but i want this friendship more than that i see so yeah i, I like we like, i like people yeah yeah, yeah. Like, and, and and i f- see kind of that uh, that sentiment even in your work uh-huh um it, it like you know when i when i think about your work i think the first thing that comes to me is that it moves in ways that mm. it like other visual artists like the work of other visual artists don't like it evokes a sense of nostalgia it evokes a sense of like longing it evokes a sense of like happiness from mm-hmm. your childhood it evokes this absolute like emo- it's a, it's an emotional outburst in the most beautiful way <laughs> that that at least the, as a consumer and you know trust me i'm a lay consumer i know nothing about and you know i'm not creatively gifted at all but i feel like If, you are you recording this podcast that's creative that's I, very creative I, I, i like i like talking to people <laughs> so so i think i think in 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 ways that your art emotes it's also it it kind of gives me the sense that's how you want people to feel about themselves about your work about you mm-hmm. and and it's it's a very unique trait that i think has allowed you to be very unique mm-hmm. you know you don't have to agree with this <laughs> but uh, it's my it's my observation but moving on let's Uh, talk about what uh, what were the very first mediums that you experimented with like where were you putting your work out what were the first things uh-huh. that you did um, and and the story of how did you get start getting noticed so I wanted to understand what graphic design was mm. because I didn't understand what that was initially I would google it and understand that okay it's the it's the packaging of things it's logos it's it felt very technical to me and I was like maybe I'm not intelligent enough to grasp that So I was just like okay let me just understand what it means to me and I realized that I I I love reading and I used to read a lot on whatpad.com yeah, at that point yeah yeah and that's when I started you know offering people that can I design a book cover for you and mm. that's when I started doing it that was my first interaction with a brief I and see. a client even yeah. though I was not getting paid for it right but I understood how do I understand what the other person would require from my end mm. sort of break it down to a brief which i didn't know was a brief at that point and sort of take that forward to create something that they need mm. at that time i had no idea about copyrights all yeah. of those things so i was using heroes and heroes key <laughs> photos and all the fonts that i could find i used this software called pickmonkey and uh, picasa yeah i remember picasa at that point yeah, yeah, yeah. i used to use those softwares to create these things mm-hmm. and i think that's when i was introduced to computer based design mm. but um, i used to sketch a lot although they were really bad sketches because my proportions were never right <laughs> they were never right right so which i drawing someone's face and their eyes would be just like i can draw one eye but the other <laughs> eye just doesn't happen <laughs> and it still doesn't work my eyeliner is always disbalanced like all the time and <laughs> i think it's just something that is there so i can yeah. draw like half a side of a person not right. the rest of it <laughs> so start off with that but then i realized that there was this platform called campus diaries mm. and 
I was inclined towards writing at that point. So I used to contribute through writing and photo photography actually more than anything else. I think my uh, sense of expression sort of bloomed when I understood the idea of expression through photography. Right. I used my dad's uh, digital camera. It was a Nikon S4, I think. The camera used to like flip like that and the screen was <laughs> So I used to use that to take pictures of flowers and like yeah. trees and peacocks so like i that used to be there in the army camp and i used to do that and then i slowly started like trying to convince these guys that i need a better camera <laughs> <laughs> and i got like a bridge camera and then i used to click like a lot of pictures of that and i used to love taking pictures mm. and i still do like i think i've shifted my medium to polaroids and like film more than that now but uh, fun fact i did a shoot of two years today, today yeah. and like i'm very excited to see phenomenal. the photos <laughs> phenomenal. let's yeah. see how we process them and it's yeah i mean it's quite exciting so i think photography sort of opened the doors of expression through digital mediums for me because mm. i could recall moments or recall things by just looking at a picture mm. i think that sort of enabled me to look at a world where you would see something and feel something right so i it was not drawing something it was capturing a moment yeah. or like the essence of a moment i think that's when it started and i slowly sort of dwelled into writing about that and used typewriters and you know I had bad handwriting used to type right on that <laughs> so i used that and i i have i've just think when i hold things i hold mm. tickets flowers and like everything like <laughs> and i'm a klepto i'm a huge klepto so i like taking exit signs and like no parking signs oh, and no. <laughs> all of those things so i scan right. everything my scanner is my best friend so <laughs> i scan my cat also <laughs> wow. so i have like a picture of my cat's balls <laughs> <laughs> when he had them <laughs> but like the See, cat these moves, are things that so make you <laughs> <laughs> so it's like this uh, bigly cat and yeah. then you see the tail and then you just see <laughs> <The> balls, balls. <laughs> and i'm like wow this is a special picture i can't delete that <laughs> so i just saved it i haven't used it anywhere <laughs> i'm looking forward to the time when you're using it i think it's going to be very unique <laughs> <laughs> it could be like a wallpaper for apple or something it just be like i think this is the new uh, wallpaper the new series age. that you should be using <laughs> for your new imax so like series. <laughs> <laughs> that's hilarious so uh, that's when i started using the idea of capturing real life mm. onto my digital medium yeah. because most of my work is handmade and is stitched or like drawn and then it's translated onto digital mediums and it's you know it's like those folds that you get when you scan something or like dust particles i think those things just sort of add so much realness because mm. i feel like we're losing realness as we are getting more digital in life like right. i feel like the more uh, you know a computer helps you to draw a straight line yeah the lesser personalized it gets because mm. you know i mean like your table might have a bump and your hand just slips and you know it's cool because it's your table it's your workspace it enables you to create something that somebody else wouldn't and i think the idea of <laughs> if i had a lot of money i would spend it on like custom clothes <laughs> and i mean when i get rich right i would i hope so because like the idea of something being so tailor made mm. for a person that it doesn't exist anywhere else in the world it's just so special because and most of the topics that i touch in my work are 
are generalized but they're personal so that mm. you know if somebody sees it then I'm like oh this person is going through something they'll be like shit even I feel this correct so correct. I want people to feel and embrace those feelings I just want people to feel things yeah. more often yeah, yeah, yeah. like you know they just like sort of Hmm, you know, okay, like cool. have that Good moment one. of reflection. Yeah, and like, hmm, I can, I can, re- I can relate. I can relate. So, yeah. so what you just told uh, us about, you know, in terms of how you, you know, you you like the tailor made aspect mm-hmm. of things. You like how it's a one time thing. It's a unique artwork, right? I think the digital medium makes it far more easier to mm-hmm. achieve a certain kind of quote unquote perfection. Mm-hmm. Um, but but you you're 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 dialing it back a little bit. Mm-hmm. at the same time you're bringing it up to speed with modern technology uh-huh. so i'm i'm very interested in that like let's talk about like what what <laughs> about those like lines and creases uh-huh, and dust uh-huh. particles um you know meshed with all these vibrant colors <laughs> and all the lines and everything that you can achieve on a digital platform makes uh-huh. it like what, what what about it attracts you to a work like that because i'm assuming <laughs> you are attracted to it first to be able yeah. to make it in a certain way uh-huh. so that others can relate to it right yeah. yeah there's this inside joke with this one friend of mine that i work with his name is yohan and we just joke about how we're just old people <laughs> <laughs> we're just old people who like old things and right. doing things in old fashioned ways and i think that's something and also the fact that my nani inspires me a lot mm-hmm. and i look up to her say in her the way she nurtures things yeah the way things sort of bloom under her guidance or like supervision mm. it's sort of i can i i bloomed under her guidance and supervision yeah. so i sort of like the idea of paying a tribute to mm. her every time i do something i think and like she's this badass woman who's like you know who's got a boycott and everybody <laughs> remembers her as Uh, Mrs. Kashyap, who has a you know has a sunny, drives around in a sunny with yeah. a boycott, and uh, <laughs> the fact that, that yeah. my mom when she was my mom was about to get married, uh, a lot of she got like a few rishtas which were turned down. They were like, "Ki if the mother smokes publicly, <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know what the daughter would do." Oh no! So my nani after that day was like, "I'll smoke in private." In private. <laughs> I'm not smoking in front of people. They're just rejecting my yeah, daughter. My yeah. my mom's like a saint. Okay, she's right on the opposite. I think spectrum. yeah. She she had her first breezer with me, and like when I was getting old, I was like, we should try some alcohol, mom. She's like, हाँ, मैं आऊँगी तो try करेंगे. So we had. So you're like bringing up your mom up to be as yeah. cool as your grandmother. <laughs> she amazing. said she's like yeah. My nanny said the standards too high. Like I'm gonna try to live up to her. standards but yeah yeah the idea of me being i'm an old school person when it comes to these things mm-hmm. i mean like most of the times my friends are like oh you're such a prude but like <laughs> i like the idea of things being the way they were mm. at the speed they were at a certain time i i understand how everything's like so fast and yeah. everything needs to be so instant but the beauty of some things sort of fades away when you know it's instant right i mean it's not maggi noodles that everything needs to be made in 2 minutes yeah. you build relationships over time you mm. build connections over time you build art over, over time. time you just don't create something like 15 minutes and be like this is art this is my masterpiece you just don't do that and there's this quote by paula scor and mm. she said this she was asked that you know what keeps you going and how do you keep creating work and she said that i would like to believe that i have not, not yet made the best work that i could right so and right. that's something that i really hold close to me i'm like 
never ever get yourself on a pedestal and mm. be like oh i have done everything i am like the best yeah but because what that does is like you know it just puts like a you put a leash on yourself mm. that way you restrict yourself yeah. from achieving you just like ki abhi to ho gaya my yard is over i'm not yeah. going to cross this and go aage right and that is something that i highly believe in i believe in doing everything possible like mm. if somebody asks me if i do photography i'd be like yeah i mean i, I can do, do it yeah. <laughs> and if somebody asks me if i can do art direction i'd yeah. be like okay yeah i'll try i mean like i don't say i try i would like to portray that i'm very experienced yes, and like course. i think that's something that i'm good at i'd be like yeah yeah sure we can do it right. if somebody asks me to direct an axe commercial what and i've never like i directed one video which is an animated video because we didn't have the budget okay so <laughs> and i was like sure he's like can you sh- send me your show reel i was like cool yeah. <laughs> i just asked one of my friends i was like dude i've never done this what do i do yeah. and this person like just collect all the links and send him whatever mm. work you've done and i did and this person was like i'll get back to you soon amazing and they were like a lot of people suggested in my office to get in touch with you i was like wow people believe that i can yeah. do this so if people yeah. can believe it i can believe it too right so right. i feel like it's like a collective effort so when you start believing that okay i can be like a mathematician yeah. maybe i might start putting effort into it correct you know correct. so it's more like when it's like getting the little bit of a push yeah. to get there it's like yeah. a lot of people just believing in what you can do and right. you're just like if they can believe that i can do this and i should actually then i should give it myself yeah. <laughs> you know maximum what will happen you'll learn through that experience and i feel like i'm too ballsy i don't feel <laughs> like i'm scared of messing up yeah. in life i think that's one thing but like i um, think that's a big lesson that yeah. all of us can learn right like i mean what is there to lose yeah I what mean, is there to lose i mean maximum there's like material things that you can lose yeah. or like i'm not saying that get drunk walk on the road and get hit by something that's yeah. not something you, <laughs> that's something everybody should be scared about yes yes but yes. like the idea of investing your skill onto mm. something that you don't think is your forte would essentially teach you how to actually invest that skill into that and learn how to be better at it yeah. right like even if you don't become the best at it yeah. it's it's again it's making you better i learned better. marketing on the go like Very i good. i didn't know that and i was like oh what's seo what's yeah. you know how do you promote yourself and i'm like oh you need a website i don't know how to code <laughs> google it google it learn how to do it <laughs> so yeah. i just made my own website it's it's really bad but it's there i but mean but it's something that you've done yourself yeah. and i think uh, again just just the the power in being able to manifest things by just taking time to do it mm-hmm. yourself Yeah, DIY. <laughs> <laughs> Do it yourself. DIY all the way. Um This year I'm going to try writing a book. That's something that I have set an aim and a goal for. Yeah. And there's this thing that I keep talking about. It's called BYOB. It's not <laughs> Bring It's your called own <laughs> <laughs> It's called build your own brand. I see. So I want to write about that and inha- like sort of point it out that how things because every time I give a talk at different events and seminars This is something that I like to touch upon like BYOB is something that everybody believes in. Mm. And I feel like that's something that's so easy to remember and easy to sort of just digest, yeah. you know, because yeah. and I was like cool, I have so many ideas from BYOB. Right. So I just talk about those things and I was like cool, let me just write a book. So I see. It might come out in January sometime. You I heard see. it here first, yeah. <laughs> so uh, Meg is uh Uh, giving giving us a, giving us a glimpse into what's uh, what's <laughs> up next, uh, but let's let's take it back again. I, I'm I'm very curious about how you started building again building uh-huh. your own brand, Be you know, because <laughs> you've 
starting with the name you know uh-huh. from the name to <laughs> the vibes uh-huh. and uh, the way you like put your art out there the kind of different things that you do let's start with the name and then let's go <laughs> to like how you went about setting up your brand in areas that were visible to the uh-huh. public uh-huh. like i think i i i first came across your work on instagram yeah. right oh yeah and so it's like let's talk about those mediums and how you uh-huh. got up to being you know like a, an influencer in all these spaces <laughs> i get paid to put stories on instagram <laughs> now so yeah See, that, that's the dream though that's the dream that's what i want to get uh but the name though giggling monkey i know there's a very fun story about it uh, that goes back it does. so let's let's talk about that first so uh when i spoke about what people feared about the unknown right so my parents didn't know much about the internet and they were like oh you shouldn't be on the internet because it's not safe it's it's something that they only saw the bad of it yeah so they were like don't do it and i was like cool but i i like what do i do my dad was like i'll give you an email id mm. and he he said giggling it was jiggling uh <laughs> j- jingle something jingle yeah. something and jingle ging- giggle something like that yeah. 96 at gmail.com It was live dot in. Sorry, that ah, was the age of Microsoft. Yes, I so, remember. That. I had a live ID too. <laughs> I <laughs> yeah, was rest like, rest in peace, live. <laughs> <laughs> so I had that, and yeah. then I was like, wow. I one day I had this old small phone. It's called Galaxy Y. I don't know if anybody remembers that phone. <laughs> it was like it was like a it was the size of your palm. Okay. And they had just released Instagram, and I was like, oh, this seems interesting. Let me just download it. and i was just seeing people putting their faces everywhere and i was like i'm not allowed to do that what do i do yeah yeah how so long ago was this, this what year was this 2013 13 yeah yeah. yeah yeah so because we my dad's in the army moved a lot yeah. so i was like let me just try making an account he won't know no one will know because <laughs> no one uses it so i was like giggling monkey 96 i was just thinking about it yeah. and that day someone had cracked some joke about me being a bandar because i was i yeah. love climbing trees right oh <laughs> yeah, <I just> fun <laughs> fact <laughs> <laughs> i love climbing trees yeah. that's how i broke my tooth also once yep <laughs> <laughs> and some other limbs okay but <laughs> I love climbing trees, and I was like, "Is it somebody called me a my somebody some relative called me a bandri?" Okay. Which means a bandar in Punjabi. Which means monkey. Yeah, yeah. which means monkey, and a jingle was something I was jingle, and I was like, "Okay, like giggling, yeah. like, giggling." <laughs> I was like, "Okay, laughing," and because. I've just been I feel like people remember me because I laugh with like bricks. I mean, <laughs> when you go back to this podcast and when you re- like you know, when you pause you'll be like listening to me like you know how you press the brake on a truck yeah. like <laughs> <laughs> something like that. So you can go back to that and I right. it's just like oh people remember me because of the way I laugh. Mm. And I was like okay, giggling monkey is cool. I mean like no I one will it. know that it's me. Yeah. And Uh, for two years it was giggling monkey and i yeah. i think the first photo i uh, you you saw it that yes. i uploaded was when we were moving to deradun and i took a picture of i risked my phone out of the window <laughs> and i took a picture of my hand across the road and the the shadow of it on the road and yeah. that just sort of signified freedom mm. like for me that's what i felt whenever i was on the road because we move so much yeah and it was like a new chapter in my life it was a new city it was new people it was a new yeah. school so i was just like wow i have i have a clean slate to start on let right. me see what i can do with this and that's how i started and for two 
about say not two around one and a half year yeah. I posted stuff on Instagram without anyone knowing that I was the person posting it oh wow and then I changed my name to Mehak Malhotra on it yeah. and my friends were just like oh no wonder why it was so <laughs> relatable <laughs> I was like yeah dude it's me it's me after <laughs> it's all it's me and this joke was on you <laughs> so but it, it took you some time before you started like posting yeah. your work on it right like yeah. I saw it like the So I I scrolled all the way back uh, as part of my research and um initially initially looks like a regular teenager's uh-huh. Instagram you would see like Madhubala's photos yeah. and like everything but but you you could say that like you know you 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 viewed the world mm-hmm. in a different lens uh-huh. you know there were like one picture here and there uh-huh. and I was like oh huh, that's unique you know and then it started getting yeah. more and more like I started seeing the colors that you're yeah. like your signature colors and That's when I realized how I could use the computer to sort of create something and import it onto my phone and upload uh, it. And I was like, "Wow, this is life-changing." Right. And I was like, "Okay, I don't need to put my face anymore. I can just mm. create posters." And that's what I started doing and I saw the three grid pattern. Uh, I was like, "It should look like a pa- like it should look like an artwork from a distance also. Right. You shouldn't just see like details of it." Right. So that's when I started and I saw that that was the time where I think I saw one person doing it some photographer and then after that I saw like everyone sort of follow through with that I see and then, then everybody got right? used to yeah. like that three thing and they would just like I have to post three things now <laughs> yeah I'm like yeah you got yourself stuck in that so right. you didn't plan it through clearly you don't love it enough <laughs> and I I still do it because yeah. I just love the idea of using those three frames as as one yeah, like, like a one story one exactly. image kind of thing so very interesting <laughs> it's sort of really early and then i was like okay and then the first work opportunity that fell through with instagram was uh this is director his name is ganesh raj mm. and he saw my work on the explore feed uh and he just messaged me saying that i really like your work we should collaborate sometime wow and this is the first time i heard the word collaborate right. so i googled it and like <laughs> what does that mean and then they said to to work with someone like yeah, you know yeah. commission work i was like that means i can get paid for the work that i'm doing on instagram right. which is crazy because like this is just for fun yeah and then i and was so like so you had no idea at that time that you you could do this like no, you could get money the idea like of an influencer this. was something that didn't exist, didn't exist that, time. At that time yeah. yeah people were just doing it for fun yeah. yeah so it was just like a software that people were using to put pictures of having fun using those filters with frames yeah. and everything yeah oh i remember <laughs> <laughs> so a lot of questionable yeah. decisions were made on my side while you were doing all these good pictures the quality images hair colors um, are <laughs> oh no uh, listen we don't need to talk about that on my show <laughs> but uh, yeah i had a red streak once upon a time i i i apologize on behalf of <laughs> my identity um but uh anyway but um what what wh- when did that happen when did when did ganesh raj contact you and when when did that aha moment happen for you when you were like Holy shit. I could like <laughs> this could this could be life changing. Yeah. So this was about say 2014 end of 2014 mm-hmm. beginning of 2015 and then in 2016 he contacted me telling me that um, there's this music video I want you to work on. I was like cool. He said the brief is to basically make it look like your Instagram feed. Yeah. I was like cool. <laughs> and that's, that's when <laughs> that's what I do. Yeah. And that's when when Chai met Toast Fight uh, was something that we worked on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he was like, "Can you animate?" I was like, "That's I I'd never animated in my right. life before." So I was like, "Yeah, sure." <laughs> I was like, "What do we do and how do we do it?" And then yeah. I taught myself how to do it and it wow. was 
24 frames per second animation which was it was like self inflicting pain but like i loved it every minute of it so each frame in that video is hand drawn and hand curated it's it's a very special video to me mm-hmm. and i can like and i go back to it now i can see all the faults in it but i feel like for a person who's never done that before right. it was quite job. quite yeah. good yeah i mean and i i think i think if like the audience it was intended to i think even today if we watch it like uh-huh. the audience it was intended to <laughs> probably we'd never catch any of those flaws but what we saw was something unique again yeah. right? like something that just didn't exist yeah we and we tried making something that was something that people would remember blown away with and yeah. so many it inspired so many people to create something like that mm. so after that we saw like a wave of live Content animation like videos that, yeah. that looked like that and people were like oh we can draw on a video and i was like uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and i did it first <laughs> <laughs> so yeah it started from here yeah but uh, i was too young to take ownership of something like that at that point so i was just like i don't know how to say it Mm. like you know that okay this is something that's stemming from here can you just like acknowledge it yeah, or like yeah, you know yeah. just give it some credit so you were just not very confrontational about it yeah i was and i'm still not actually yeah. <laughs> i'm still not yeah. i can't call someone be like wo mera kaam hai delete kar yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> i can't do that i'm i just like i talk to my friends and i'm like i feel bad that this has happened to me right. they're like then you should say it <laughs> and yeah. i'm like oh i let that's me that's not who you are it's not right? who i am yeah, yeah. but so i mean for for someone who is again this young so creative and like actually putting your work out there and it's inspiring all these people mm-hmm. right i mean another way to look at it <laughs> is that it's your flattering. work it's flattering <laughs> yeah. it's very flattering it's, it's very like flattering. your work has inspired all these different people yeah. to emulate your style yeah um what did, what did it feel like you know in terms of an artist it uh-huh. must have been gratifying to know that your work was creating that kind of effect right like how the greats yeah. how their work has been emulated over and over again that, that classes thought about dream, their work like to be learned about fair, yeah it's crazy maybe yeah. when i die like after 20 30 years of me dying <laughs> be like who oh, there was this artist in 2014 and she animated <laughs> she <that>. animated this <laughs> and uh, this was the line work that we should study <laughs> but uh, initially yeah, like, it was very flattering but it was th- threatening to me mm. as well because i didn't establish myself as an entity where people would know where this is stemming from right so you know if somebody who was much more established than me did the work that i did mm. they would take ownership of it and they would get the work right that could give me money mm. or like could give me recognition or just could give me work the platform yeah yeah like yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like a platform to create exactly right. so for me it was just like initially i was scared but then i think the thing that kept me going was the fact that i don't I, they don't have the brain mm. they have an idea of what i'm doing but they don't know what i'm going to do next yeah so that's why my work is like yeah. ever changing so I you see. would see from that point you would never be able to see the same style repeating right so it's like i want to like break what i learned yeah. unlearn it and create something new i think that's the reason why i experiment with my mediums now mm. i started using video and you know just the idea of not doing what i do so that other people are just surprised by it yeah and i surprise myself first right, with it right right and the, the essence remains the same mm. but uh, the 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 way it's presented is something that i like sort of playing around with so essentially it's like collage work but in a newer way of presenting it 
Very yeah. interesting. Very, I think I'm very crafty, sort yeah, of like yeah, a handmade yeah. person. Like, yeah. Again, yeah. the the your your as you mentioned, your old fashioned. Yeah. <laughs> The, yeah. the, the, I'm the all about bell pain. bottoms and like <laughs> dead people clothes. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, it's, it's it defines you, and that's the thing; it makes you so unique. Um, but you know, the digital art form uh, or the that the digital world is not only the is not the only arena that you dabble in. You're right. You um, you you are a poetess of sorts. Um, of sorts. <laughs> and and I say that in a very complimentary way because. Uh-huh. You're breaking the rules of what it means to be an artist. You're breaking the rules of what it means to be a young entrepreneur. You're breaking the rules of what it means to be a woman in this massive industry. Mm-hmm. Um, you're breaking all the rules, <laughs> and you're building new ones in its place, right? <laughs> be it be it your artwork, be it your tribute to uh, all these like yes, uh, all, all all these designs mm-hmm. and uh, nostalgic moments of yesteryear. Mm-hmm. Um, all of that speaks volumes about how there's just a different path that you're, you're, you are taking the road less traveled and in fact the road not traveled in this case you just need to wear comfortable shoes <laughs> there you go I think Robert Frost never thought about that one but um, what, what, what does it feel like when you know perhaps somebody comes up to you and tells you because uh, your, your, your content is viewed so much mm-hmm. um, there are people always you know coming up to you and like hey Meg you're the one who's doing this I'm a fan of what you're doing I want to learn from you uh, you're getting invited to have have these talks and whatnot, right so what 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 goes through your mind when you realize that in this short amount of time mm-hmm. again I need to stress the fact one more time you're 23 <laughs> blows my mind you've made this space for yourself and you're changing the game and you're being this unique individual what does it feel like when that kind of recognition is coming your way. The awards and the mm-hmm. opportunities are coming your way now. It's overwhelming. And <laughs> I, I I think this is something I was talking about to a friend of mine. We were just talking about the fact that every time I get an email about, say, a collaboration or something, I have the same smile I had <laughs> three years back about it because I'm just excited about it. Yeah. I think I don't let... I don't... I believe in myself. I believe in my work for sure. Mm. But I don't let that sort of take away from the fact that this is this is so new. Mm. I mean, these things will... There are things that are going to happen that are going to be greater things that are go- that are going to happen. And uh, about being a rule breaker, <laughs> when I left for college, my mom found my school diary where Uh-oh. I had forged a signature in everything. <laughs> Never a good sign. So, <laughs> she was like, we need to talk. I was like, okay. Uh-oh. She said, there's so many notes saying that they need to meet the parents. <laughs> what were you doing in school? There was this one time we set a tent on fire by mistake. And like... <laughs> okay, <laughs> so I <think> now. <laughs> I think the idea of rule breaker sort yeah. of comes from there. But the idea of conforming to something for me means that you are, you stop believing in the world outside of that idea. Mm. So I think I like to believe that, okay, there is this circle, but the circle is a part of a bigger piece. I see. So I like looking at things from a perspective where I'm able to look beyond the boundary of that circle mm. and possibly look for a way to get out of that, but also respect the fact that I have been here and this is my home and this yeah. is... I respect that circle. So, I think that's how I sort of look at the world. So, every time if someone... I went to see Avengers Endgame and the 
in the in the break i had gone to the washroom yeah. and three girls just took pictures and were like oh you're giggling monkey <laughs> and i was like yeah that's me, that's me. <laughs> and i was like i don't know how to react to this yeah. and they're like can we have a photo with you i was like sure and amazing it was amazing. just it's it's always overwhelming this one time i had gone for a meeting to starbucks juhu and i was just alone there and i had gone for a meeting and i reached early so this girl I took my coffee I went upstairs yeah. and there was no space and there was this one place but there's so many people around I was like I can't be here the AC is good but I need to sit like in a place where I'm comfortable so right. I went back down this gay girl uh, comes down with another boy and she she's like I was so sad that you would have left I saw you upstairs <laughs> and she said I'm a huge fan of you and your work and I was just I didn't know what to say I was just like thank you so much i was quite i was so cold about it yeah. because i didn't know how to react to it because yeah. i never sort of looked at that as something i would ever have mm. so because being a designer people see your work they don't yeah. see your face and yeah. when they start recognizing your face yeah it's something like right. now because I now it's gone beyond just yeah. your work right you're you're being that important figure that's yeah. inspiring these individuals these that's like really like i i it makes me feel so happy mm. and it just makes me feel like this sense of responsibility that i have on me that you know if somebody is looking up to me i must give them good things to look up to I you see. know it's like i can't be somebody who's so careless and be like or rude or mm. not nice yeah, you know yeah, yeah. i don't want to be that figure where i'm like Huh, this person knows how to do business but they're not a nice person I wouldn't mm. suggest you that you, you work with this person you know I don't want to be that person ever so I think so what happened post that was I took this like, girl's address on Instagram and I was like okay I'm sending you something yeah. I'm so sorry I was so cold that day because I didn't oh. know how to react to it so I sent her a t-shirt how lovely is that <laughs> Oh my gosh. And yeah. like I didn't release that t-shirt in the mm-hmm. merchandise but I was like oh, you need like you can yeah. have it like that. So I just oh gave it gosh. to her. Again what what sticks out to me is even after the kind of success that you've had uh you know you've been featured on MTV as <laughs> uh as as an inspiring individual I in was Hannah Montana. <laughs> everyone go check out the jockey uh, what was the series called woman again? portraits woman portraits yeah. and uh, there's an incredible incredible uh, section on on mac and, uh, <laughs> and and her giggling monkey persona um but also what i realize is that you you are so like the humility in you um even after the kind of success so i've i've only met you since since a couple of weeks thanks to a lovely friend harnit harnit we love you we uh, love you <laughs> and um the se- the second time we met even amidst your crazy schedule <laughs> you were asking me is there anything that you could do for the foundation and I, and I, I was just like blown away i was like what you know i would still i still offer the same thing though <laughs> right no i i i honestly appreciate it but the, the reaction in the moment for me was like because i i know how my schedule is uh-huh. you know and and it's a busy one and i would assume like yours is like 10 times as busy uh yet I think I think it's a goodness in your soul that you offer t-shirts to people that <laughs> you supposedly were cold to and still took a picture with. It's uh, it speaks it speaks volumes and I think there's a there's a moment of learning and that's what I want to stress on rather than just flatter you <laughs> in your studio. Uh, I I I the, the moment I want to talk about is the fact that no matter the kind of success that somebody has and no matter the kind of growth and uh, like this rocket ship that somebody's on it's important it's so so important to remain grounded. Mm-hmm. And um 
you are a case that everybody can learn from <laughs> and uh, I, I don't know how many of our brands and movies and TV shows and everything we're going to see your work in because I've seen so many of those already uh, but it, it's really inspiring and I just want to say that you know that's that's such an inspiring thing for some somebody uh, to see and learn from and so uh, that's much. so important um, I think the main thing is that you need to lo- learn to laugh on yourself mm. I think that's like giggling monkey gal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You, you, you live up to that. Yeah. Such a, such such an incredible manner. Um, so, so where, where, where is that? Where did those colors come from? Uh, Everybody those... thinks I do drugs. I don't do drugs. I swear to God, I don't do drugs. It's just that I, I'm like I said, I'm a polite rebel. I like believing that okay, if yeah. there's an apple, why does it have to be red? Why can't mm. it be like blue and I like cutting through the idea of something existing in its normal space because everybody is so comfortable with it being that way. Right. So I like right. sort of, you know, disrupting people <laughs> with that. Like I like putting such fluorescent and like bright colors in people's faces and I feel like uh, I don't know like this might be just like something like out of observation but Yeah. I painted my wall yellow when I first shifted to this new house and this was back in my first second year of college. Mm. And I see so many people embracing the color yellow as a color that they could accommodate in their life uh. more than it being like a Govinda yellow or yeah, something yeah, like something that like is like so like chatak. Yeah. So I see how people people actually come up to me and they tell me that I started liking yellow because of you. <laughs> and I'm like I have a slight obsession with the color like Right. Like, but the thing is that it just the way it reflects light mm. is something that makes me feel like you know you need to learn from that color because mm. it it doesn't it illuminates a space yeah. when there's light in on it it doesn't absorb light mm. so you need to learn from non-living things yeah. like colors and yeah. like for like yeah i mean everything has a lesson to give you if you just think of it enough Mm. so like just good lessons i think <laughs> wonderful um so there is obviously like this amazing trajectory that you're already on <laughs> but there are also like a million things that you could do as you said you do it everything you do everything yourself you're yeah. always open to a challenge yeah. be it coding or like <laughs> designing or like animating talking about quality education and a panel for you and there you go i was just like i am 23 yeah. and these people are educationists educationists is the right K- word educationalist <laughs> educationalist exactly <laughs> and i'm just like this person who yeah. just teaches at one college like you know as a elective teacher and they were just like we want to you know voice your opinion as a design teacher to the audience and i was like cool i mean like i can talk about it but yeah. i'm not going to be as experienced as everybody else on the panel they're like no we just need someone to talk about the fact that there's design education that exists mm. in india in a way it does so i was like okay let me like contribute to it. like it was thing, a challenge right? <laughs> because it's so important to because you're setting the path you're <laughs> the one who has to <laughs> with everything right so so what's what's what what are projects that you're excited about that you're going to be working on next i mean maybe maybe you don't want to share it right now no i would love to okay please, please. I, i i don't like keeping secrets <laughs> like that's i think that's one of my vices as well like i can't keep secrets right, but so when everybody I listening <laughs> do not take these ideas and run with it these are max ideas and you know it <laughs> don't, don't worry i have like legally like you know 
I beat them yeah. Yeah, yeah so yeah. that way like I feel like that's something that I was taught at a young age that yeah. you know if you have an idea just IP it because yeah. you never know what it's going to turn into like a million dollar idea exactly so there's this project called Dhaga that I'm doing where I'm documenting dying embroideries of the country oh, wow so I wanted it to be you know something that's so inclusive the name is Dhaga which is the soul of embroidery right so I'm starting off with Parsi Gara and I'm going to be like we have already done 75 80% of the research on it so we're going to start putting the work out very soon awesome and it's like a social project that I wanted to sort of take up because I have this inclination towards textiles and like you know fabric and just the fact how it's so it, it tells a story mm. right like a like if you like a chadar or like a razai that your nani or your dadi has you would like to know what's the story behind it right so or like a pillowcase yes right and you would like to know how old it is and what the fabric is how it has retained its colors mm. and everything the fact is that we are moving towards a mass production you know situation where we're losing out on tailor made things right so i want to just document that and enhance the idea of people if they had the money they could invest into something like this because it's dying and it's important mm. and you know when people die it's sad but when a craft dies it's it's it can't be saved because yeah. it's just had to die with time and i feel like you need to feel the same sentiment towards people and crafts because mm. it's art it's not something it's a movement that's yeah. dying which means it's not not going to happen again yeah. probably going to be like a you know throwback moment or something later like 40 years yeah. but like i feel like when you can document and save these things you might as well try doing that so that's mm. one project then there is uh, i'm going to be directing three music videos in the next three months so <laughs> let's see where that goes cuz cool is that <laughs> oh my goodness so <laughs> that is something new and i'm going to try dabbling into art direction somebody suggested that i need to start doing that because they saw the studio <laughs> i mean <laughs> it the address is on google i mean <laughs> if you're stalking me it'll be weird if you show up <laughs> but you can just like drop me a message and we're more than welcoming to like have people here and you can just come experience the place more than anything else and and trust it's me it's a, it's a place <laughs> that needs to be experienced uh, so uh, put put this on all your mumbai to-do list uh, there's something it's uh, it's unlike anything you've ever seen before thank you so much thank you <laughs> so so meg we we've talked about all the all the all the all the, all the good stuff right mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. The, the journey and like how you got to where you are and everything like that uh, but i'm certain like in this journey there mm-hmm. were moments in which perhaps you doubted yourself perhaps there were moments Definitely. in which you had to you know seek support or uh-huh. like uh, push further to try and like overcome yeah. certain challenges that came about so let's talk about those let's talk about sure. uh, what were some of the challenges that um, defined this experience that you've had and how did you overcome those in your process to getting where to where you are so because of my inexperience in marketing branding mm. company management essentially i took some time to understand how bigger companies could literally screw you over yeah and now i know exactly how to like maneuver through those waters right and touch wood i have this friend his name is rishi gaurav patnagar mm. he's i asked him to mentor me for my graduation project and he was 25 25 with me for tech and science awesome so i was like will you mentor me and he's like sure but i don't know how to mentor you because like we're different fields i yeah. was like no i see 
you are you're, you're interested in what I'm doing mm. you might be able to tell me what I'm doing wrong and right yeah so he mentored me for my grad project oh, and wow. then I told him that you know this is not just for this I'm yeah. going to always come back to you for advice so he helps me sort of understand it's design but it's also business and I mm. need to sort of portray it in a way where he said that you know you need to take this up as a serious more serious thing cuz i i'm not that serious yeah, as a person yeah, yeah. it's just that he helped me understand the idea of this being more than just a personal project mm. he helps me get projects he helps me pitch myself better yeah and uh, you are a business right? yeah like it's a business so yeah. he's a business development head uh, of sorts for right. this so he's been like he's literally been one of the strongest pillars in the studio and uh, like it's and for being one i realized that being a woman in this industry is difficult because when i call people to clear my invoices they don't take me as seriously, seriously yeah, yeah and that's really upsetting because like i mean i i sound sweet but i will come and kill you yeah, yeah. <laughs> like i will come it's and strangle you it's work that you. you've done for them yeah, yeah, yeah. so it's it's that and uh I realized that how do I overcome that and I needed to like sort of have a male voice in the studio mm. and f- I asked a few of my friends to sort of represent me and talk on the phone sometimes and it worked and then I was just like okay this is not a great thing to do like yeah. you know and then I would just be like you okay you had to like divert it to yeah. somebody else yeah so, so I was like okay cool I'm going to like sign contracts and stuff but people still break those contracts because oh they have the money to take it to the you know court yeah and i don't I, i'm right. a poor uh, artist i mean i was a poor yeah, artist yeah yeah you're now doing fine. decently now, now i'm fine <laughs> but like essentially yeah. it's out of it that and i also realized at one point that i need to let go of certain aspects i understand that the studio is my baby mm. but i can't be invoicing client servicing looking for more work decoding briefs yeah. doing the work at the same time so that's when i considered getting people on board who i trusted yeah so I put out applications for interns. What eventually happened was the people, a lot of people who interned with me, ended up mimicking my work. Oh. So then yeah. I realized that okay, I need to get someone who's not an artist. Right. So and like I, I was like okay, who who do I trust blindly enough to do this? So that's when I hired Johan to do the same thing. Yeah. And he was he still is essentially handling all the functions and operations like NDAs, contracts, mm. invoicing, and. Uh, He's in these like really funny like okay uh, bhaiya aapko invoice clear karna <laughs> so we just make fun of that all the yeah, time yeah, yeah. but essentially like but there's somebody who understands me how my mind works, yeah. and how this works and they know how to like put this across mm. so that is one thing and then i have like i had arulya working with me who's the junior designer so if i set a tone to a project yeah this person will help me create the rest of the thing i see so that I way see. you know if i do have the brain and the heart of a project in place she'll help me put the rest of the body in place wonderful so that's sort of a situation so yeah. i think most of my relationships in the studio are built on trust and friendship mm. before anything else because if i an art and design and basically the creative field is such a emotionally affected field yeah if my day is not great i don't think i'll be able to produce mm. something that's good so these people who know me understand that okay she's not going through a good time right now we can't push her to do this right so they right. take over and they help me sort of you know do that yeah and i think it's you need it's important to have a good team with yeah you, right? like yeah. people who understand that yeah and uh, i think that is something that i slowly let go of that i was like holding on to that no mm. i'm 
being a control freak yeah like, oh, i need to do this though, so it's yeah. understandable so but then i i allowed people to sort of you know help and contribute and yeah it it made it took me time to realize that i'm not helpless but mm. i could use some help correct so that that's the difference yeah. that sort of came in with time and uh, like it's not because you need yeah. it but it's because you can it'll do just it. help yeah, me it'll help you yeah. be able to tackle all these yeah. other projects that you have exactly it'll give me more time <laughs> mm. and more mind space and off lately i'm going through my wild child phase <laughs> which i should have had in my second year first right. year of college cuz you were busy building a brand back then <laughs> <laughs> literally i was doing that and yeah. now i just realized the idea of you know letting go a little bit and mm. just having fun and going out and meeting people and understanding how gathering stories yeah, yeah, yeah. from different people yeah. and i actually uh, want to talk about that for <laughs> a second because uh, it's uh, you know when 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 people see this rocket ship taking off and uh-huh. how successful you are i think people don't see the amount of hard work and effort and sacrifice that went into it yeah. like as you said you missed out on this entire phase of like yeah. stupidity in college <laughs> that all of us went through but is a is a defining factor of a lot of our college experiences you know like i same thing with me i was just taking on so many different projects uh-huh. and it got to a point uh where you know i was away from col- mm-hmm. my my university for a year just working you mm-hmm, know and mm-hmm. while it you know propelled my career to where yeah. it needed to go it also like i i didn't have the kind of fun <laughs> occasionally that i missed yeah. i missed out on and i feel like uh, if you can talk about that a little bit about how that sacrifice you uh-huh. know th- about the sacrifice because for sure, there's so right. much that you had to put aside yeah. <laughs> so essentially like how you we were talking about when i can say that professionally and career wise i might be 35 40 years mm. old but as a person who's my age i'm still i think i'm 18 or 17 years <laughs> old in my head but i'm still grasping ideas about like people and relationships and things like that yeah. but when it comes to work my brain just functions like rocket science like right. it just goes like i know how to work on that I but when it comes to like yeah. personal life i think that's what took a back seat and i realized that of lately that's so important to grow personally also mm. and it's not just your work that sort of pushes you it's also the time that you spend with yourself yeah and like yeah. what you think about what what what's bothering you or what's like making you happy mm. i think that's when i realized that okay i need to start putting some time aside for myself and that's when every day i took out 4 hours 2 yeah. hours in the morning 2 hours in the evening to just go for a run or mm. like you know just listen to music something like that where i realized that personal growth is so important and that's when i got back to reading i used to yeah. read a lot earlier and now i read i read a lot <laughs> i love reading yeah. and i read pretty fast like right. i can like finish like a book in a day if amazing, i love it amazing. so like that's something that i got back to and i realized that as much as i am pushing myself professionally i need to also like you know just put a hand on my own shoulder mm. for like a few hours a day and just be like you know you you deserve a break take the time for yourself yeah, yeah yeah and i feel like that's so important that as career driven or as passion driven mm. people we don't realize that okay that line between uh you know hard work and overwork right. is something that's when so yeah, yeah and that's when you realize that you can and when people say that oh you can either have a good career or a good personal life i don't believe that mm. i believe that if you balance it out you can sort of bring it to a level where both the things work out makes sense and yeah. i would like to believe in that idea yeah. very strongly yeah. but uh, initially i was just like i was taking up 
professional projects and I was taking personal projects because I was so excited by the idea of doing things on my own that I just allowed myself to overwork mm. is the right word because I didn't see much of my friends. I, I didn't have many friends in college. The f- people that I'm close to are the people I was close to in school. Right. And they understood the kind of face that I was going through and they were like okay you need to like chill bro yeah. and I'm like what is chill <laughs> right, right. so I was literally that person in college and yeah. I think uh, that's when I slowly started letting go and that moment that I hired people and mm. I got people responsible enough to handle things in their you know positions that they were allotted is when I realized that I can sometimes just like you know take a break yeah and for me, April was my first vacation, one summer vacation in the past four years. That's insane. So it was just yeah. crazy. I went home. I spent so much time home. I met all my friends, met so many new people. And I think I think I want to give myself summer vacations every year. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I love how you said that as if it's like, you know, something very unique. That's what everybody does. And I think uh, that, that actually uh, brings me to um, another question. So... Mm-hmm the importance of uh, finding time for yourself and like needing to refresh yourself, mm-hmm. right? Like again, the whole hu- quote-unquote hustle culture <laughs> and hashtag, yeah. uh, you know, inspiration, uh-huh. hashtag influencer, whatever lifestyle means that it's always go, go, go. And people expect you to be on the go at yeah. every time. Yeah. You meet somebody, they're expecting you to be giggling monkey at her finest. Yeah. Uh, you're, 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 you're at a meeting. <laughs> the day that I met you recently, um, where you had eight meetings scheduled, I, yeah, I and I was like the ninth one, like sneaking in for lunch. <laughs> Um, I, I, like it, it really it begs was the, the tenth question. one it was the tenth oh yeah I had to meet someone for dinner also Heck, what is going on <laughs> so w- what do you do to like other than like reading books <laughs> and the four hours a day that you take for yourself other than sleeping um, uh-huh. what what is it that you do to like recover and like uh-huh. um, and, and, and restart if I may <laughs> <laughs> what I essentially like doing is like this the reason why I had 10 meetings that day was I had not done anything the entire month Mm. so that's why I scheduled everything for that one day and I was like okay I'm just gonna sleep the day prior to that (laughs) and like go the next day and completely exhaust myself and come back and go back to sleep (laughs) so I was like okay first of May onwards I'm just like going at it again yeah and I did I have started like five more projects that I got and I'm just back at it so I realized that you need to also learn how to say no. Mm. That is something that I didn't know earlier. And I would just be like, oh, if I say no to this opportunity, I'm just going to lose it. So yeah. I got uh, called by uh, this company which was managing promotions for Aladdin the movie. And they were like, yeah. we need someone in-house for, say, about two months. I was like, but I run a design studio. I can't do that. Yeah. I can't be in your studio for two months. And as much as I really wanted to do it because it was Aladdin Aladdin, and Disney, I realized that it would really affect the rest of my work and I had to say no. And I just put out there saying that, you know, if you need any help from my end, I can connect you to other people. But this is something that I'm not interested in. You're not interested in. Yeah. Yeah. That is something that... Was it difficult? It was difficult. (laughs) Because I didn't have work that time and I was like, if I do it... You're stuck for two months, Yeah. Stuck and also the fact that you're doing the same content again Mm. and again and again. Your brain sort of, you know, goes into this loop where you don't know if you're doing this for money or for like, you like it I see that sort of yeah. a situation so I was like I don't want to get into that space I spoke to my I spoke to Johan and Arulia and I was like what do you guys think about this and they were like you know 
don't do that mm. <laughs> don't get into the space and i trust those people and i was just yeah. like yeah that's true because we lose out on two months and the money also wasn't that great so i was like this is a job that's been carved out for a second year or a third year student who wants to intern somewhere yeah so now i'm able to identify jobs that i need to take up mm. or somebody with a lesser or a more experience yeah. more experience is still trying to take it up and yeah. be like huh, you're like I you can, can do you it can yeah. yeah but like i don't take up jobs that i understand that this is crafted or this is just like tailored for say like an intern who knows who's been given open fires to just like make changes yeah so i i know that you know i have been doing that for so long and like right. i like it but being associated with the brand is different being someone's bitch is different so different <laughs> That's yeah true, right? 100% so, never be somebody's bitch yeah don't <laughs> get coffee unless you're getting, trying to get the experience yeah <laughs> like, even then don't get coffee don't Come get on. coffee <laughs> and if somebody does tell you to get coffee just don't yeah. get them sugar like I think that is something. Is this is this from experience? Once. <laughs> <laughs> Just tell them ki chini khatam ho gayi thi. Not really. Uh, so, so Meg, another question I always have for creative people mm-hmm. at least is that uh, there is a constant process where like where you need to be inspired to mm-hmm. do your work, right? It's not it's not like going to uh, going to going to work on a 9 to 5 where you sit behind a mm-hmm. computer and like crunch out the same thing again and again. Yeah. Um what what do you do to get inspired and like is there are there certain individuals that you follow uh-huh. for inspiration are there certain works that you look up, look back upon to time and again for uh-huh. inspiration what's your process of like being inspired and staying inspired so i remember telling you this but i have a photographic memory yep yeah so i remember first person <laughs> i ever met with photo- uh, photographic memory like so yeah i remember everything that i see so and i make it a point that i see at least 5 to 6 different projects every day from different parts of the world by mm. different design studios or different creatives so that you know i am able to expand my vocabulary in design right. and i'm able to understand that what's the purpose behind this design what's the mm. aesthetic behind that design so i make sure that i see new work every day so it keeps my you know my engine oil yeah. and i remember this like i remember where it's coming from and i'm able to identify so many things that have been borrowed from other people yeah It's, because you remember yeah i remember yeah. and it just bothers me so much like keep telling my friends that you know ye yahan se churi hua hai yahan se churi hua hai they like yeah. mehak relax relax yeah. and i'm like no it doesn't happen <laughs> i get nightmares about it and the best of artists are picking up things and it yeah. just like it, yeah. i lose respect for them mm. in my head i'm like but i looked up to you and you right. did this like right. a green day video that was made by ariel uh, forgot his entire name but blink my brain is his um, okay monaco and uh, that same aesthetic was picked up by the local train some company in bombay some design house and i saw the rest of their work and you can tell if a certain individual is capable of creating something right yeah. you see the portfolio of a person and you understand that ye yahan se aa raha hai exactly so you know if it's just it's upsetting because yeah. these people with the amount of resources that they had could have created something that could have changed things mm. you know but and the song was so pretty and like it was just beautiful but what do we do we just like end up like taking things from other people that it's don't easier, belong to right? us yeah it's, it's just it's very sad but yeah. and because i do this exercise i read um about like psychology and about design psychology design research and different methodologies of research in terms of design because i feel like 
design is also a science that people don't acknowledge mm. the way they should be because it's so complex because you can crack a person with the way they would perceive something right yeah, and yeah. like how consumer psychology is something i'm deeply interested in and that's why i dabble in like product design and product label design more than anything else like what makes a person pick up a certain thing at a store mm. you're at a nature's basket you have five pastas in front of you how would you pick up that one yeah. pasta like yeah. right so i like i like i like for me going to Uh, my ideal date is to go to a grocery store. <laughs> oh my gosh! With myself or like with someone else, <laughs> and uh, if someone can't go to a grocery store with me, I can't date them. Sorry, oh my gosh. just putting it out there. <laughs> but, but I feel like going to a grocery store shop with you is going to be a very different experience. It's like a like, study trip, like yeah, a museum. Yeah, yeah. It's like it's it's like oh, have you seen that? Look at that angle. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like a uh, pasta. <laughs> <laughs> my phone gallery is literally filled with like. labels of different companies and i love collecting bottles <laughs> and alcohol bottles and <laughs> all bottles actually <laughs> but i love collecting labels and the yeah. idea of how information that is so important on for example a beer can it can be portrayed in a way where it still matches the personality of the brand right. but it right. speaks volumes yeah. right yeah. so i like that and i i like to decode the i don't know i just i i like looking at things in a much more deeper way than they exist right that somehow sometimes is really helpful but sometimes it just like sort of puts your brain onto a place where like oh am i over analyzing this yeah. like is it yeah. really meant for this so that sort of is but it situation. seems like it's exactly what your field needs mm-hmm. for you yeah. to be you know on top of things and like to recognize and understand where trends are coming from what the trends yeah. need to go to yeah. and how you can change things yeah. in your own way Uh, break more rules. Break more <laughs> rules. I think lots of rules need to be broken. So I'm excited to see the future rules that you're gonna break. Uh, last question for you, Mac, and thank uh-huh. you so much for doing this with us. Uh, let's uh, let's have you maybe suggest one book mm-hmm. and one song uh-huh. currently on your mind, so okay. that our listeners can go check it out. Ah, uh, for some reason I've been listening to Om Shanti Om oh, lately. Oh no. <laughs> And the song Dhoom Tanana. Yeah, it's a yeah. good song. It's a good song. I really like how they have merged uh, old heroes with Deepika Padukone. Like yeah. that's something I'm trying to understand how they did it. But uh, it's a good song. It's, like it was a banger back in the day. Yeah, it was. So <laughs> I was studying it for the uh, the visuals of it. I see. For a song that I really like right now, I like uh, Phoebe Bridgers mm-hmm. as an artist. Wait, let me just like think of a song. I really <laughs> like. Okay, the song that I listen to every morning when I wake up is "Video Killed the Radio Star" a by The Buggles. Song. That's the first Absolutely song I put. Incredible song. And if anyone finds a You're vinyl, a please like. Such a retro person, like, <laughs> like it is insane. How how retro and old school you are. Now now that song is really stuck in my head. It's such a like a catchy uh, song as well. Yeah. Oh my gosh. And then there's this book that I just recently started reading. It's Wait, I'm just gonna like get it. Yeah, I think you should. Mahek has uh, gotten up from her chair and she's about to bring this so, book. <laughs> there's this book. It's called The Good Girl's Guide to Being. It says nicer. That's like you know, strike down. There's karma. That's been strike down. There's more patient. That's been strike down. And the last <laughs> thing is a dick. <laughs> so the good girl's guide to being a, a dick. dick. <laughs> <laughs> so it's essentially about how you. 
can maneuver through a space where you're so used to saying yes mm. and understanding what actually is good for you personally rather than doing things because everybody expects you to do it so yeah and the same time i bo- bought this book called how to be successful without hurting men's feelings <laughs> by sara cooper that's by comedian so like i mean it's a fun read so you should just check that out amazing wow, amazing like a full on feminist suggestion in oh life. no I, i love it i love it I, actually i might i might pick up this book yeah. as well the good girl's guide to being a dick um, so there's this thing when i read a book i i highlight things that i like in it Yeah. And like I think that's like a general practice that I do in yeah, all no, my I books. Yeah, I black pen on all all my books. I, just, <laughs> I, I, I write notes down. Yeah. Like constantly taking notes. <laughs> uh yeah. but Mac, uh where can people find you? Let's throw a, let's let's have some plugs in. Promotion. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you can always find me on Instagram with the handle giggling monkey mm-hmm. and uh, you can find the studio's page. It's called giggling monkey studio. but if we don't reply over there you can always dm me on giggling monkey <laughs> because i promise i see all the messages there and uh, website's not up that it's not that great <laughs> please don't check it out yet give it like a month maybe i'll find <laughs> a kind friend who's going to redo it for me but uh, you can always find the address on the website or just google us and you can find the address you can give us a call and if you can like do like a little tour of the <laughs> studio, of the studio. Yeah. so yeah i mean and you can always find me uh, at different places like laughing that's i think you can identify me from a distance you'll hear this really weird laughter like <laughs> <laughs> and yeah you, you will find uh, miss giggling monkey giggling, giggling. Uh, all around buffet uh, and the rest of india but meg it was such a pleasure to have you this is this is honestly like i i learned so much i'm sure everybody else here learned so much and honestly we're all inspired by you so thank, thank you for you. doing this it really means a lot to us